Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Super Cast Brothers, the Smash Brothers podcast where we deal with each other's shit and somehow don't get fed up with each other. How have we survived this this long? I don't know. I say that almost every episode, and yet it still astounds me. I do like the Bowser hat, though. That is a nice choice. I, how long have you had that? Because I've never seen that before. Mm, a couple months. Okay. We bought it at a bought it at a local thrift store. It's just it was just randomly there. Hmm. Good choice. Yeah, you know it still fits with the holidays. It's uh, about Christmas time when this episode's coming out, and uh, you know the old Christmas song. All Christmas, 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 oh. Christmas, 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 Christmas. I love you. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we got Xanti Claus over here. Yeah. Uh, this isn't technically uploading on Christmas. It's like the week or two after or somewhere. I think it's a week after. But it's close enough. So, yep. F it. This is our holiday episode. Is there anything related to the holidays in the actual stuff we're discussing today? No. Absolutely not. We did that with Ninja <laughs> Bread Man. Two seasons ago, I want to say, <laughs> and uh, now this is normal. So we just, I just feel like, hey, Santa hat. Uh, but also <laughs> on top of Santa hat, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, our little community that we're a part of likes to hold a secret Santa every year. Uh, people fill out a little form, and then I play the role of Santa Claus. I'm like, okay, we're gonna assign what? people. Here's the role. Yes, I thought that was just Santa. No, uh, well, Santa licenses his appearance out to me, and then I, like, assume the role. You know, I, I, I eat a lot of cookies, more than my doctor wants me to, and, you know, it's a thing. Uh, but for the most part, like, I have a whole separate uh, Discord account that's Santa Claus that I'll use to run those. A couple of years ago, or was it last year? Sometime in the last couple of years, it actually got hacked, and I had to prove the Discord that I was the owner of the account, and it's like, Wow, you're seriously hacking a Santa Claus account. How depraved are you? Seriously. But we got the account back. Uh, but when that happened, I decided to take advantage of the situation. And because the, the Christmas before that, I kind of like was starting to build up a little storyline with Santa Claus. And how things weren't going so well in his relationship with his wife. And one of the <laughs> questions in the questionnaire that year that I sent out to everybody to answer like, hey... Uh, what are your interests? Uh, what kind of candies do you like? Uh, various questions like that. One of the questions I snuck in there was, "Hey, do you have any advice on how to, on how to, on how to repair my relationship with my wife?" I thought that'd be funny, because you know, listen, if he's been all around for thousands of years, they're gonna fight every once in a while. Oh yeah, if Just not like all us. the time. Yeah, yeah. Not quite <laughs> like that, but yeah. Uh, but then last year. I decided, okay, with getting the account hacked, Santa is on the run. Santa, Santa did something. He pissed off somebody. I don't remember what the exact reason was. I'm just going to say it was taxes. He, it's tax evasion. Sa Santa is not paying his taxes. Um, so I had to create, so I had to choose a different character to take over the Santa Claus account. And last year I chose the Grinch. Because, you know, playing, uh, playing as the role of the Grinch, super fucking fun. 
Uh, but now it's just like, okay, we're going to rotate this. Through. We're going to do a different character every year until I get tired of it and go back to the Santa version. Uh, and this year, we are Bernard. Who? Great question. Uh, have you ever seen the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie? Yeah. Bernard, the head elf. He was only in the first two movies. I think he might be in the new show that they put up on Disney Plus, but he was not in the third movie, uh, scheduling conflicts or something. Apparently, he became a wrestler or something. I was like, "What?" All right. <laughs> but Bernard was my favorite character from those movies uh, as, that mm -hmm. I watched as a kid. Uh, Tim Allen is Tim Allen. Uh, and I was just like, yeah. "I'm gonna be Bernard," because yeah. Head elf Bernard. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. I also chose Bernard because uh, we were reminded very late to start Secret Santa. Like, we normally start it early November and then we send out the assignments uh, after Thanksgiving. But it was a week before Thanksgiving and I got a message saying, hey, Secret Santa was like, oh shit. Uh, because the group took so long to send out the request for, a, for an elf to help them. Bernard has to do it. Yep, that's a story I'm going with. Dog, could you not do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> what a so, time yeah. it's been. So, yeah. Um, yes, Bernard is in the show. Good. Yes. Best character. Oh, yeah. Unabashedly so. But uh, I know you and I... Yeah, I know you've gotten all your Secret Santa gifts already. Yep. and I've gotten some of mine. I know there's one more package on the way. Uh, and it'll get here in a few days. So maybe I can show that off uh, whenever we do our next episode. But do you want to show each other what we both got? Yeah. Yeah. A little That'll fun. be a surprise, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple new metal posters in the back there. I don't I don't think the camera can really make them out, but Eric got me those. Those were not Secret Santa, but they're nice. <gasps> Flame um, Zone? There's Mario and Master Hand in Final Destination, one of them. Oh, man. Okay, so my first Secret Santa gift. Seems kind of a random. A, a Chucky Funko? Chunky? Chunky? Chucky Funko. <laughs> Mint condition in the container. Chucky even signed it. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. I'm really... You know, somebody... I actually had a letter written to me. That was read aloud by the postman when I picked up the packages. What from the from this from my Secret Santa? Uh, I forget some of it, but but it was very nice, and it kind of said like, "I love the memes that you create on Supercast Brothers." Wait, your Secret Santa yeah. was one of the viewers? Yeah, apparently was it, so. Was it Flamezone's mom? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they said my memes help keep the show going and Fuck. it wouldn't be the same without it so chucky finster with one down. of them he's gonna double down now no jigglypuff, jigglypuff song yeah that makes sense this is a party jigglypuff too it's pretty heavy oh yeah i bet well in memory foam he's can really squeeze jigglypuff yeah, as they say. Um, oh, let's see. I've got these put away. I'm not wearing socks right now, but I did get a pair of socks from them as well. I'm like, what a pair of socks? Not just any socks. 
Garfield sucks. Garfield sucks. He was money on these all day, baby. Oh, and last but not least. Hmm? Oh, yeah! Close on! Close on! Oh, okay. Wait, oh, mother! (laughs) (sighs) Of course. (laughs) You know him, he's a soldier, he's a really good guy, just wants to go back home and retire. It's Mwamba. And and what's it say there beneath that? Oh, yeah, let me get up close. Mwamba's number one fan. That's me. They know this. You honestly probably are. You probably are. (laughs) They know this from Roster Redux. They've been paying attention. One of those episodes is released. I know. And you haven't even... And I don't think you even talked about Mwamba in that... Wait. Wait. If only one of those episodes was released, and you didn't even talk about Mwamba in that episode, who the fuck would know that you've been bringing him up every time? Must have been Mwamba himself. That's my guess. That makes no sense. So Mwamba got in touch with Bernard, huh? No, I'm, I'm trying to... Okay, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. <laughs> that mask is terrifying. Oh, blame the Secret Santa. Your Secret Santa also sent you that terrifying Pikachu mask. Yes. Bullshit. Yes, they did. Bullshit. <laughs> Came in the box with the Mwamba shirt. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, you want to see what else I got? And you want to know how I, why I don't believe you? Because guess what, motherfucker? I'm your secret Santa. What the fuck? That's right! Well, I got your name in the random you? draw, and I'm just like, let's oh go memes. Gosh. Oh my gosh, just all of that was you all along? That's right. Holy shit, I never would have guessed. You've never been my secret Santa before. I didn't think the Actually, day was going to come. Actually, having uh, with with like, I think only two people this year have somebody that they've ever gotten before. And to be fair, mm-hmm. one person so that they would prefer somebody uh, in their country only for shipping gifts yeah. to. And there were only two options. Like, well, if you're getting somebody you've gotten before. I can't stop this. <laughs> I, I literally cannot stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually from Trevor. This oh. gnome named named Norval. Norval or Norval? Yeah, with a G. With a G? Norval. Yeah, G-N-O-R-B-E-L. Okay. Norblow. <laughs> what? Is that not what you spelled? No. Uh, N. I'm oh, sorry. G-N-O-R-B-L-E. Okay, I heard B-L-O. It's like, weird name, but all right. Norval, yeah, that's the name of my first girlfriend's dad. I remember this. Your girlfriend also would know? No, the only thing I remember about him is that he likes Shrek. Okay. Yeah. Well. What about you? What did you get? Uh, said I've gotten two out of my three gifts so far, so I don't know what number three is going to be, but, uh, 
The first one, I got a little, got a little, like a little package. Another package. It's a dice set. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got a pretty nice dice set here. Uh, I'll try and hold it up so that it's obvious. Uh, what's a good one to show? Ooh, this might work. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's going to focus enough. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, um, nice clear dice with uh, digital numbers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. for computer nerds like yep. us. Uh, and there's also nice. got a little bit of like uh, like glittery confetti stuff inside, like stars and mm -hmm. stars, circles and other shapes. Yeah. You know, it's got a little yeah. bit of fun stuff in there. And it's like, I got, it's like a whole set. So there's um, like your standard D&D uh, &D type set, 2D20s, 4D6s, mm -hmm. uh, then one of everything. Oh, and then 2D10s for a D100 and then one of everything else. So, that's so this is who plays D&D with you probably, I'm getting guess. Uh, you know, it's at least somebody that knows I played in D&D. I, I, of course, know who my Secret Santa is because I arrange <laughs> who everyone gets. Uh, so, so there's really no... I'm really spoiled from the beginning. I it can't be hidden from me, but uh, mm -hmm. then kind of like, kind of like roster games and how you know the entire roster from the start because you have to be given the <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it'd be nice if there was a way where I could be surprised by it, but I don't really know that it's possible. We'd have uh, to unless... hire. <laughs> True. Either it it needs to be we have to hire a third person who would then be the one who's actually doing the recording and then they handle those things. Or I just create like a like a thousand different uh um what's the word I'm looking for here? Um possibilities and for the yeah, yeah roster. Like for, for like each for like a, a picture for each different character. It's like have like all my bases covered. But then you'll be up there and you'll say something completely ridiculous like uh CDI link. I'll be like motherfucker. Or no not CDI link. You'll say something something really You'll Mwamba. No, I would have Mwamba prepared. You would say <laughs> Colin from from Twilight Princess just to fuck with me personally. I'd be like, I don't have a Colin prepared, motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker. You, really, in that universe, he's like the next Link. Uh, yes, I stand by that. In that game's timeline, he admires Link. He wants to be like Link. He's going to try to train to fight like him. I stand mm -hmm. by that assessment. Yeah, that's true. Kids have idols and role models that they want to follow in life. Sometimes. Do you think that somebody would then follow Colin after a while and be like, look oh, up Colin... to him in the same way? And... No, because Colin's going to die in his adventure. He's not going to make it. <laughs> Colin doesn't survive. He could be the new hero Shade. I don't think that's no. going to happen. <laughs> but my second gift is a shirt and I knew I was going to get a shirt because I got a message on the Bernardicon saying hey does Zantok wear shirts and it's like well yes I do wear <laughs> shirts uh, I prefer nerdy shirts and not things that are just like basic boring or fashion mm -hmm. so I knew a shirt was on the way and this this Me arrived too. actually just earlier today. So nice. Let me just uh, let me, let me just show you this shirt here. Oh god damn it! God damn it! They got me much in a similar way that I got you. 
<laughs> it's Bernard. <laughs> it's Bernard. <laughs> God damn it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I thought I thought it was gonna be a Smash related shirt because when they mm -hmm. said that they were sending the gifts, they said there's gonna be they said something to the effect of like there being a brawl. So I thought, okay, it's a Smash Brothers themed shirt. I was not expecting Bernard. <laughs> so I'm gonna step over here and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, switch shirts here real quick. Nice, nice. And then we can get on with the episode. Holy cow, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. There goes one shirt. Nope, that was the hat, actually. There goes one hat. It's happening. It's happening. Ugh. See, there's some wrapping paper over there. Yeah, nice. yeah, I'm really bad at wrapping presents. Uh, I suck at it. I use a lot of tape. A lot of tape. Yeah, me too. I, I, uh, I yeah, I gave that empty. one time. I just, I haven't wrapped a gift in years. I think I've just done, I've just done gift bags because I'm so fucking lazy about it. I don't do gift bags. Mm -hmm. Explicitly <laughs> No, it even matches the hat. It does. Oh. oh. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Bernard the Elf. Bernard Mamba. the Elf. Number one fan. Number Mamba's number one fan. Here to oh, stay. I hope the next Xenoblade game is about Mamba explicitly. I don't think it will be. I wouldn't be surprised if the next Xenoblade game is something completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're able to keep it up for three games. It's good. I mean, good. I, honestly, I what I want is I want them to do X2 mm -hmm. and merge the X game, some the, the X uh, sub-series into the main game somehow. Mm -hmm. Again, like, I haven't played it, so I don't know if it'll work timeline-wise, but I love the idea of X being the, the game... That's set in the world before everything gets screwy in Xenoblade 1 and 2. Before the oh, world great. got split. Like, that that would make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. That said, I think it's Mamba time... Appearing here. Yeah. What? Xenoblade X2, Mamba edition. You know what? If we could have a Van Damme in each game... Maybe another character shows up named Moamba. How about that? It's not the unlikeliest thing to happen. You're right. It's not the unlikeliest thing to happen. <laughs> that would be uh, Tora coming back and being bearable. <laughs> yes, tis the season for blushy crushy. I don't dislike Tora, but man... <laughs> Man, does he make it? Does he make uh, it's a creepy. good case to dislike him? He creepy. real does. It's like that. It's like Xenoblade's Tingle. No, no, I would put Tingle above, above uh, Tora. Yeah, that's fair. Me too. Tora hasn't gone in the balloon adventure yet, or enslaved his brothers yet. Mm-hmm. 
Precisely. Largely because he doesn't have brothers. Nope. Neither did Tingle. <laughs> well, uh, not not real brothers. I nope. guess. It would be like if I found you right now and put you in a Mwamba shirt and put you to work on an island. I would like you to not. Yeah. Maybe Trevor will go for it. You know what? You have a shot there. You have a shot there. You might have to uh, grab Courtney as well, though. No, that's fair. She's my brother, too. Yep. All right. Let's <laughs> move on now. Uh, that was half an hour of nonsense. Uh, hey, it's a Smash Dash episode, which means we start with right there chances. But this episode is... Taints a bit different. Truthfully, there's nothing different about how we're doing things, but there was something different in how we picked the character for this episode. A lot of times we come up with a, um, this for Smash that's like, we'll come up with a theme, like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's dinosaurs, or everybody's a robot, or characters with wings, or something to that effect. And then sometimes the, um, Rate of Chances characters will match the same theme as well. Sometimes they don't. You know, just kind of what whatever we feel like in that that, for that particular thing. But for this episode, we decided, instead of having like a big central theme on who the characters are, we had a theme about how the characters were chosen. We reached out to our four most commonly appearing guests, those being Kelly Jelly, uh, TurboTaxer, Trevor, um, Evit, Jake, and uh, Flamezone Eric. And we asked them to give us a list of their top five characters, you know, just like not necessarily top five, but like five characters that they would like to actually see added into the next Smash Bros. game. And we went over their lists, and we picked uh, one character for each of them to be in the day's Smasher Dash that we hadn't already done Smasher Dashes for. And uh, one character from each of them for our Rate Their Chances that we hadn't done our Rate Their Chances for. And then a fifth one for Rate Their Chances because we do it in fives and not fours. So it's like, ah, somebody gets a little bit extra. Oh, well. So that's that's what we're running with here. We got uh, we had our friends supply us with some options, and now we get to kind of see what we're gonna do with them. Pikachu's being silent over there. All right, I'll keep going then. So for our first rate their chances character, this character came from Flame Zones list. Uh, a character that um, I, I would say like I would like to see this character as well. Um, they're very much a currently alive icon, but the company may, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's, you know, it's Kratos. It's Kratos from God of War and Sony gonna Sony. That's the big problem. Sony gonna yeah. Sony. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Okay. Getting started here. Um... I like it, it all kind of feeds back into the holiday theme. We asked our friends for characters, and now we're together with our friends here today. They did celebrating them and their choices. Yes, they did. The gift of their presence through the characters they have chosen today. Anyway, um, I would love Kratos to be on Smash. I would love for that to happen. I mean, um, I, I think it, he'd actually work pretty well, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we don't say so ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you could <laughs> yeah. just pull from the from the original Greek games. You could just pull from the more modern Norse games, or you could do a mix of both. I honestly think uh, there would not be any trouble implementing him as a fighter. 
Absolutely not. I mean, he's a natural born fighter. He is the god of war, as it were. Yeah. Um, and he would he would be brutal, heavy com- combo based character. Lots of potential there. Um, but yeah, Sony is going to Sony, and if Sony Sony's with Rocket League, then maybe Sony's going to uh, going to Sony with Smash. Um, I could see the incentive. Um, I don't think they're really going to be doing PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale two anytime soon. This is an opportunity to toss them in there, but they are they they are very bullish about their franchises and and um and their IP as just a PlayStation IP in general. Um, to where they're not even allowing crossplay on their system. Yeah, which is silly. I mean, when you go out there and say we think that the the best place that, the place where people can get the best experience playing Minecraft is only on PlayStation, I'm just like, Minecraft's really the game you want to die on this hill with. Like, not mm-hmm. let me clarify. I am not dissing Minecraft. I'm just saying, Minecraft is the game that you say can only be best experienced on PlayStation. Right. First of all, the correct answer is PC because you can do whatever you want with mods, whereas the version mm-hmm. of consoles is limited in that regard. So, oh, yeah. um, first of all, super heavy wrong. Second of all, WTF, mate. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, one thing that I think. What, some, something that we do need to keep in fact here is that Sony, the PlayStation division, or who, whoever the big guy was that was like real bullish with Sony and PlayStation, he's gone. He's been replaced. Uh, this happened mm-hmm. in 2023. I don't remember when, but it was uh, sometime in the last six months. We don't really know his position yet on things like this, so we could see a change in the, in the environment here. Because we know that uh, from a few different leaks that have gone on, uh, thanks, Insomniac. Oh, boy, is that a big leak. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) We know that Sony is uh, a little worried about their place in the gaming sphere. Uh, They've talked about how they feel like their own pillars of gaming are out of date. And they made this huge, big push for uh, live service games. And they are now doing a big scale back on it. They bought Bungie largely to help them get things moving with their uh, live service games. And uh, now they're canceling almost every single one of them. Last of Us Online uh, was even canceled, which people thought that would at least stay a thing. Because Last of Us is fucking huge. And we know, again, from the Insomniac leak that they were working... They were There was at least a lot of concepts for... Um, a live service Spider-Man game using the multiverse, and that got canceled. Like, good yeah. lord! Like if yeah. any, like if anything in theory could have done super well, it would have been Last of Us, and it would have been fucking Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. Sony is in. Sony is definitely in a period where I think they could see a lot of change in the next couple of years. So we might see them start to relax their attitude towards the other companies, and I think it'd be very wise of them to do that. Mm-hmm. The gamers did not take kindly to their attitude. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I think their their current stance on, on crossplay and, and Minecraft and Rocket League uh, is, is among the most abhorrent in, in the industry. It's it's sad. It's yeah. it's a little little bully on the playground playing playing with their toys sequestered from everyone else. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so I, I don't think, you know, on the, on the onset looking in, like, if Kratos were to come in tomorrow, I'm, I would say it's not going to happen. But, I mean, taking into account what you're saying here, um, I, I agree there's more of a chance than perhaps you would think. Um, but that being said, my my score, I, I still think in good conscience myself, I'm going to have to make it be, like, under 10, like, maybe, like, a 4%. Wow. That's considerably lower than I was planning on going. Because uh, yeah. part of it as well is Sony doesn't really have any of their icons in Smash as of yet. We've got technically, I guess technically a true Microsoft icon isn't in because they didn't create Steve. They didn't create Banjo and Kazooie. They own them. They didn't create them. If mm-hmm. if Master Chief got in, it's like, okay, there's a big Microsoft icon. Uh, that counts. Sony doesn't have any icons either. Kratos is one of their biggest uh, actual Sony-owned IPs. Um, mm-hmm. It has legacy going back to the PS2. And while he took some time off, he's been he's been back with two breakout hit games. Um, Ragnarok just got deal- free DLC expansion with Valhalla. I don't know how expansive it is. But the fact that they got free DLC at all is insane. Because that rarely ever fucking happens for any game and signs are good that we're going to get a third game with um uh to continue on the line uh with kratos here as well where it'll be in the norse mythology or not or if he'll move on to egypt we really don't know i don't know, maybe valhalla answers that question i haven't seen valhalla's story yet but mm-hmm. when i think about other sony icons that it could be Really, the only other one that the only other ones that come to mind for me, because obviously it can't be Spider Man, because that's not a video game character, but um, Ellie or Joel from The Last of Us, I could I could see that. Uh, I could see Ratchet and Clank, but Ratchet and Clank is uh, kind of on hiatus because again, Insomniac leaks have shown that uh, they're going to be pretty busy for a while. We ain't going to see another Ratchet and Clank for a bit. So unless there's another Sony icon that I just can't think of, I don't think anybody is going to be challenging Kratos for that spot. He is the I think he's kind of the choice. I would say Crash Bandicoot, but Microsoft owns him now. So <laughs> we So even though he's like like we would recognize him as being like a PlayStation icon from like back in the PS1, PS2 era, Microsoft owns <laughs> Crash Bandicoot now, and that's fucking wild to me. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, Activision Blizzard. That means uh, Tracer's Microsoft now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the or Lich World King. World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spyro. Call of Duty. McTavish. Yeah. <laughs> so wait until they get in. I don't think that one's ever gonna happen. <laughs> the Call of Duty is certainly a big enough franchise that I think if, in terms of numbers it would be on their radar but mm-hmm. there is no real character to pick because sure there are characters in the story mode but every Call of Duty character is the same when it comes to their capabilities at least outside perspective looking in and I don't think there's anything that a Call of Duty character could do that a different shooter character couldn't also do oh they can call it a nuke in multiplayer okay Master Chief can call in a Halo strike. Like, well, not really, not really a Halo strike, because that would destroy the universe. But he could do something on a similar yeah. level. Who Spartan mm-hmm. laser 
or Wheatley or whatever the fuck. Not Wheatley, that's Portal. <laughs> I know who I mean. I don't remember that fucking ball's name. Yeah, that, I know that who guy, I mean. John Halo. But like, there's just, there's just nothing to make a Call of Duty character unique, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I'm also not a Call of Duty gamer, so I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. Uh, Do we the world of Call of Duty gamers? Um, Does Flamesome play Call of Duty? I think so. I don't know. He's not like obnoxious about it like most Call of Duty gamers seem to be. Hey, Flamesome, uh, confirm or deny, is there anything that would make a Call of Duty character unique compared to any other shooter game character in existence? Flamesome's mom, you can also shout out if you know. Yeah. Mm hmm. That is Kratos. Actually, were you at to say that there's another icon? Because I literally don't know of any others. Oh, I mean, I guess you could say uh, they've only had one game, but it was super popular. Uh, Jen? Yeah, that's true. Jen, uh, Aloy. Oh, um, right. I thought it was Aloy. I don't know. It's one of the two. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, it's Aloy. I was um, I was gonna joke, but then I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a few. Uh, I think that's kind of the cream of the crop. There's a few others, but you know, Spyro's not getting in before Crash, although that's Microsoft, as he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Sly, as much as we love him, isn't gonna happen. Nah. It's been a while uh, since his last game, and the his four, and the and that game wasn't even very popular. Mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter have died out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking looking at the right little swap there. It's a fair amount of characters. Um, what were you thinking on percentage for Kratos? Well, definitely in the double digits. Okay. L- largely because I think he is the Sony pick, like the first one you kind of go for. Um, definitely. Because he's got, you know, like I said, he's got he's got legacy behind him, but he's also still very modern. Uh... And there's, there's just such easy potential to pull from for him. Not that you wouldn't be able to easily pull together moves for uh, uh, Alloy or for Ellie or um, mm-hmm. or for Jin. Uh, you've actually proven that for Jin and for Ellie, actually. You've made moves that support for them before. And Kratos, you and I. Well, yes, we made that together, though, technically. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like Kratos... If, if I was explicitly tasked to pick a kit from Sony, Kratos is who I would go for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unequivocally, no questions asked. Yeah, I, I think Ellie might be my second choice. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, I think I might go Aloy for my second because Ellie is in more of a grounded real world with standard uh, bow and arrow, knife, that basic weaponry, mm-hmm. whereas Aloy is more um, more fantasy, so it looks a bit unique. I'd probably have Aloy be my second. Yeah. Uh, but Kratos, um, I'm going to do 12%. There's a uh, Jen's right there. Yeah. There he is up on my wall. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'll I'll take my Kratos up after that discussion. Um, ten. Okay. It's gonna be an average of eleven percent. Wow, easy math. Cool. I always like when math is easy because it is. I can't do it otherwise. That's true. <laughs> I hate math. <laughs> and it hates you. Oh, I know it. 
I know it. I look back at my grades from school. <laughs> I'm surprised you could read them since you know that involves math. Yeah, numbers, numerical digits. Like Bernard, that show that he was on, Numbers. What? Yeah, he was he was on a show called Numbers for like eight seasons on CBS. Th this Bernard was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm not. Oh, all right. <laughs> I only know him from the Santa Claus movie. It's literally the only place I know the guy. Let's see. I'm sure I'm not confusing him. Yeah, 2005 to 2010. He was the main character. There you go. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, shifting gears to a character that's not about numbers, but they are about okay. elements. Uh, <clears throat> a pick that came from Ebit's uh, list. Isaac from Golden Sun. Uh, very much a popular choice in the Smash Brothers community. Um, sadly, Golden Sun is kind of kind of been dormant for a while. Not as long as F-Zero has, if you don't count F-Zero 99. But uh, Game Boy Advanced RPG, made by Camelot, who made uh, a lot of the Mario sports games. He got himself a sword. He got himself some magic. He can make a giant hand appear and move things around. Definitely some unique pictures. Yeah. He's mainly he can use multiple elements, but he's primarily earth and um, plant based. The biggest thing holding him back, as every Smash fan knows, is where is Golden Sun as a franchise? Yeah, they had their chance back in the Brawl days. I kind of wish they took it, but um, now it's not there. To be fair, in the Brawl days. They were still adding in a lot of characters that were "quote unquote" necessary, and there wasn't a lot of wiggle room for. Um, I don't want to use the word "fun." I don't. Uh, what's the word I want to use here for? Because like you have right characters now. like King Data Day, that was like okay, we need King Data Day in here. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Diddy Kong. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we didn't get third parties, Isaac might have had a better shot. But actually, we probably would have had Crystal instead of Wolf in that case. Mm -hmm. Funny how things work out. Oh yeah, like the, the Smash Universe, like Roster Redux is. Yeah, that's why that's part of why we're doing the Roster Redux project. Maybe Isaac mm -hmm. will make it into the roster at a certain point. Maybe we'll Maybe see. Know. We'll see. But as for the roster here, um, I'm not so sure about his chances because unless he. Unless Golden Sun sees a reboot similarly to how Advance Wars did, I actually think Advance Wars has much more of a chance in Golden Sun at this point to get a playable character for that reason. Um, I, I don't see it. I mean, it's always an outside possibility. He has better chances than Kratos from, for, for the essential reason of being a Nintendo character. But it's not high. I think Isaac's best case <clears throat> is, his, is the popular in the fan community. Like, if we got another Smash ballot today... Mm -hmm. Isaac would definitely be one of the Nintendo characters that gets the most votes. He'd be in the top for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like King K. Rule, Ridley, they were, we know for a fact that they got into Smash Ultimate based on the fact that they got a lot of votes. Same thing with Belmonts. Same thing with Banjo and Kazooie. Cloud, Bayonetta, uh, Sora. A, a lot of the newcomers in Ultimate got in, maybe not purely because of the Smash Ballot. Like some of them might have been on 
or sacrifice radar anyways. But definitely the smack belt was a big factor in that decision. And uh, if the wheel was held again, well, we just lost, we, if we got some big namers already on the roster. So people got to vote for different characters. And I think Isaac will take a lot of those. I think Isaac will take a lot of votes. Waluigi will take a lot of votes. Gina will take a lot of votes. Um, Dixie Kong will take a lot of votes. Bandanity. Bandanity will take a lot of votes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of characters that can step up and fill some of those holes. I I don't know how many of them will be like be on the top tier level that Banjo, Ridley, and King K were always discussed because they were always considered like the golden trio for mm -hmm. the Smash community, and now they're all in. So it's like, okay, who who will be next? I feel like. Waluigi is probably gonna be what well, Waluigi's in that trio. Waluigi's in the new trio. Uh Gino has a loud fan base. I don't know if he would actually be in the in like in the top three or not. Uh but I think he definitely would be up there and I think Isaac would be up there. Uh I mm -hmm. think I, I say Isaac's best bet is the fact that the Smash fans really want him and Sakurai does at times pull from that, especially for Ultimate. Right. But but Andy does have his um, the remake for Advance Wars, which is a huge boost to him. Uh, it gives him more relevance. People know the character again. People are playing the games. So it's like, hey, promote this. Put Andy in. And you can definitely do something unique with Andy, uh, whether or not he's like in a tank or he's commanding soldiers to do different things or like spawning units or some short. Whereas Isaac would be... Not to discredit Isaac, but he would be more of the same. Because, you know, hey, it's a magic sword fighter character. We've got a bunch of them. But if they focus on some of his plant-based magic, or on being able to create a giant hand that can push things around, they can definitely give him new tools uh, that other characters don't have as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um... Yeah, what I, what I like about Isaac is is how he differs from other sword fighters and RPG characters, where he, he's using a sword, yes, but as you mentioned, he has that kinetic ability with move to, to some of the giant hand, and we see a lot of how that could work differently in, in various ways in his assist trophy and ultimate. Um, and he has his synergy uh, usage of the of the gins, like it's it's magic, but it's different. It's pronounced. It's a pronounced difference. It's yeah, very very noticeable. Like it's very different from Cloud or, or Robin, or for instance, or Zelda. It's not a sword fighter. But it's a, our most mm -hmm. magically adept character. Right, right. Like when people thought well, that the, the team heal item was a sprout from Golden no, Suns. Uh, yeah, not not the team healer. That was Brawls. Uh, the oh, heal, right, the right, healing right. sprout. People thought it was the growth synergy. Mm hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, so I like the idea of the character, but, um, yeah, that's not what we're here for. We're, we're talking about chances. Um, it's like, I see it and I don't. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's, it's the insane popularity with the big ones from the Smash Bell already getting in versus yeah. where's your series, bro? Yeah. And then, and we are just facing that reality. It's, it's, um, for these, for these characters, the community deems as essential, like Ridley, K. Roll, Banjo. They're all in. The, the next big three that takes over their shoes, as much as we personally want them, Waluigi, they're not as important. Yeah. They're they're not as they're not as celebrated. They're they're not as popular. You know, they, these characters had literal decades to be stewed on. 
This is not a luxury that Waluigi, Gino, Bandanity, Isaac really have had by comparison. Yeah. Um, so how much are they going to listen now that we have the 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 the, the true big three in? Um, the it's really dependent on if we have that other Smash ballot. Yeah. Uh, another factor is with correct me if I'm wrong here, but I want to say like with very little exception, uh, characters that are added to Smash are typically either characters that have been a mainstay and have been, you know, yeah. living constantly, your Mario, your Link, your Kirby, or they are characters that are being promoted as being a recent relevant thing, whether or not that's they're brand new or they've gotten a, a resurgence. Uh, Bayonetta, Joker, Corrin, Byleth, Min Min. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, or they are characters that are considered that fall under the, the retro banner. Uh, that they haven't been alive in years, but they were very old kicks from Nintendo's legacy. Uh, Game & Watch, Rob, Ice Climbers, Duck Hunt, Dog. Um, that, that like. I don't think it's very often, if ever, we have had a character that has been, like, well, they're popular. They're, it's a dormant franchise that is older than the S, or that is um, uh, younger than the, than the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and um, while part of me is lauding the day that we do see the GameCube and Game Boy Advance era as retro and start to get these picks in more regularly... The other, most other parts of me don't because then I'd be like 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, so, um, depending yeah. on your definition, Captain Falcon. Yep. Yep. He's yeah. a legacy. Captain Falcon is a Smash character now before he's a, a an F Zero character. We all know it's true and we all wish we got to see more from those games. But. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned earlier F-099. No, I don't really count it. <laughs> I don't count it towards the series, like, legacy and what it would take for Smash to get another F-Zero character, for instance. Yeah. Um, although it's cool, I hope that enough people play it to make Nintendo seriously consider a new F-Zero. I did think it was funny how somebody was able to buy enough stock to go to shareholders meeting and just be like, hey, where's F-Zero? Yeah, but then another person did the same thing recently, and they bitched about... Um male inkling animations in Splatoon 3. It's like... That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the hair and the animation distribution is definitely uneven in terms of, like, what's actually cool. But, guy, come on. Come on, you could have talked about Mr. Grizz and Smash instead. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, all that being said, um... Okay, how about Big Man? Uh, Isaac. Isaac, his numbers... Uh, mm. yeah. I feel like this might be over 20%. I'm, I'm wavering as well. I was I'm hedging a, I was hedging above that. Uh, I'm actually hedging above 20. Uh, I've kind of been wavering. Like At first, I was like, I was at that 60 at one point. I was like, no, no, no. We need to bring that down. I, it's, it's largely based on the fact that the big three are in. And so the fan base is can spread out more and I think we'll get more traction because uh unlike some like with Smash speculation people cheer for certain characters a character can be very popular for people wanting them to begin for one game but then by the time the next game rolls around nobody talks about that character anymore How, Crystal was a very popular pick that people talked about in Brawl 
how many people are talking about Crystal being a playable character in Smash anymore? Very few. Yeah. Very few. Mm-hmm. That there's still so, some names yeah. up there, and you know, I will be down for it, but her fan base has plummeted. Isaac has been mm-hmm. consistent. Isaac has been consistently asked for it each time around, and there was when when his assist trophy was not showed in Smash Four, people were like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Isaac's gonna be in. His assist trophy isn't here. Holy fuck!" And then he wasn't in, nor his assist trophy. Then he was just gone for a really weird reason. And then it's clear the reason why he was brought his sister was back back for ultimate is because Sakurai saw that and he was like, oh, Isaac's really popular. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the sister back because I'm not making him a playable character right now. But maybe that'll change the next game. I think yeah. there's a decent chance of it. And I think if any if any Nintendo character whose franchise has been dormant for not quite as long as it's been Nintendo, if any if any character like that can can make it into Smash. I think it's Isaac. I mean, what are the yeah. other options? But Wave mm-hmm. Race, Ryota Hayami. Yeah. Yes. Don't uh, be an Atari. But I, I'm actually going to go with thirty percent. Okay. Nice. And what was it you said? Twenty. Hello. Hello. I said, "What? What was it that you gave him?" Oh, twenty. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, moving up next on the board, uh, from Kelly Jelly's list, Shantae. Other Shantae games. Nice. Um. Of the indie, I, I feel like Smash Six is going to be the opportunity that, well, it is. It's factually more of an opportunity than indie characters ever had because they haven't appeared as a playable character yet. So just naturally, but um, Nintendo, since they started the Nindies brand years ago, now they've they've more and more embraced indie games. Thank goodness. Even though the eShop kind of looks like uh, uh, shovelware storefront, <laughs> there's like it's the Wild West, totally unmitigated. The Wii uh, era, especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. True. Um, that being said, yeah, I mean, she, she's among the most popular. Her, uh, Shovel Knight, really just her and Shovel Knight are, I... are the loveliest. No, no yeah. there's, a, there's a couple more. There's Sands. a couple more. True, 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 true. Sands is up there for sure. I mean, Sakura and Toby Fox are besties now, so. It's like, mm-hmm. we, like we've gone over before. I'm not a big Undertale person. I have not played it. I just, I can't let myself play it because the community ruined what could have been a good experience for me, the way that they behave online. Uh, but you cannot deny the, the fever that Undertale created. And, yeah. like, there, there are... Th- Correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe there were only three indies to have any presence in Smash Ultimate. Shantae, who got a who got a me costume and I think a piece of music. Uh um Shovel Shovel Knight, who got an assist trophy, and then I think he also got an uh, a me costume. I think. Spirit, Spirit board. Spirit board, okay. And then Sans, who got what people soon coined afterwards a deluxe 
me costume where it just literally looks like the character and not actually a costume. He was the first character yeah. to get that, and he brought Megalovania with him to Smash. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, he's up there for sure. Um, a few others, a few others could, but they're more flavor of the week, and we'll see how they progress in popularity once they get more games under their belt. I mean, I would say Quo um, has a shot because considering yeah. his per his own legacy, but I, I feel like mm -hmm. it's one of those four. Unless they go with Toho. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, yeah, but she, her, her chances are definitely among the, the few indies that really have a shot at being a playable character. Yeah. Um, she, she got a nod with the spirit, with the with the piece of music, as you mentioned. Uh, which, I mean, honestly, is not as, as impressive as what Shovel Knight and Sans got in Smash. But it's there. It's present. And she would probably... I mean, she's up there. I, I do really like Shovel Knight, and I, and I like his game, and I like what he can do. It's it's said that he can do more than just use a subble. Uh, that being said... <laughs> that being said, um, you know, a, a, a genie who can who can transform into different animals and, and has little magic spells and dances around. There's a whole lot unique to Shantae that only Shantae does that would be... That's really palatable as a playable character. I would love for her to be playable. Yeah. She's got a um, lot of tools for a, for a platforming character. She has a lot of tools. And while quote um, quote and Curly have more of the like indie scent about them, like their their story about being developed by one man team and coming about during the Newgrounds era and really renovating people's viewpoints on indie games and and saying like, oh, there's potential here for them to be as good as AAA titles. Yeah, here we are. Uh, Way Forward's been around for a long time. Shantae, I mean, like 1998 or something. Somewhere it's... around there. Mm-hmm. So, um, boy she's... color. Mm-hmm. Definitely has a legacy. Um, has has the Sakurai knows her. Um, it's really picking between those characters that you mentioned. Um, I think Sans in particular, probably. Um and saying, like, does she stand up to Sans? Does she stand up to Shovel Knight as the more likely pick? That's where it becomes hard, because I do think it's not like we're going to get a swath of indie characters. No. Play it all once. It's going to be one. It's going to be one, maybe, maybe two, two or three. Yeah. One, one on the disc, one as DLC. That's that's my pitch. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. So let's say Sans is like the one with the super popularity behind him. Maybe he gets on the disc and Shantae gets DLC or, or vice versa, however the marketing team sees it. Yeah. Uh, but she's up there. She's up there. She's definitely top three, if not top two. Um, 40%? I, another thing with Shantae, and this is an argument that I've seen recently about her, is that Shantae is really the least indie of all the indies because, you know, Undertale developed by one person. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how big Yacht Club Games is for Shovel Knight, but um, Cavester I think um, is also one person making that game. Stardew Valley is either one person or all, or again a very small team. Shantae, Wait Forward, quite a bit bigger of a company, not on the level of an Activision or. Uh, I'm trying to think of a more positive comparison. Square Enix, Capcom. Um, not in the level of Insomniac, but they have a decent size to them. 
Um, and they don't need other companies to publish their games. Uh, I, I believe the first Shantae was published by Capcom, but they don't do that anymore. Uh, do they have, still have Kickstarter? Yeah. But um, one, one argument I saw be made recently in regards to Shantae is that WayForward likes to be indie when it is convenient for them and not any other time. It's like, ouch. It's like, you'll see all these other indie characters like um, crossing over with each other, things like Indie Pogo or the Among Us collaboration that's going on. Uh, Shantae is not in those a lot of times. You'll see Shovel Knight in quote in them. Not so much Shantae. Even Ori from Microsoft. Yeah. It's quite often. Interesting. Although I I think with Smash it's different, right? Like she she appeared already as a spirit yep. and got the yeah. again. So Way Forward may be sizable, but they are not Nintendo. So they, Sean, yeah. Well th this argument actually isn't the negative. I'm actually this actually okay. my argument is on this is positive because while the community might look at Shantae and be like, You're not really an indie, Nintendo may look at her and just like you're not really an indie, and that may make adding in Shantae more attractive to them as doing as kind of like as a test. Because like you're not you're not indie indie, but you are a smaller name. Test the waters kind of deal. Mm -hmm. You do mm -hmm. Shantae for the base game, and then you do a Sands or a Quote or a Shovel Knight as the DLC. And it's like okay, there was positive reception to Shantae. Unleash the Sands. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like release the Kraken, but it's release Sands. It's like, oh god, <laughs> here it comes. You want to talk about which indie character? You were talking about like how the marketing would see it. Like, you want to talk about which indie character would push more sales for TLC? It's fucking Sands. Mm -hmm. It is. You put you put yeah. you put Shantae or somebody else on the base roster. You put Sands as DLC. You end the fighter pass with Sands. <laughs> Honestly, that's a, that's that. the yeah. you either start or begin or. Wow. You either have him be the first character in the past or the last character. Whatever they think is smarter for marketing. It is It is approaching. Maybe Maybe it won't quite, but it's approaching internet-breaking levels. True. Or approaching what levels? Uh, internet-breaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was a... Around that time, you know, in the late 2000s, there, there was a good and an evil in the indie scene. There was... Toby Fox and Phil Fish. I thought, and good who's, prevailed. Who's Phil Fish? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I thought I thought we were gonna say Scott Cawthorn was the evil for Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> That's where I thought I this was story, going. Actually. Uh you know what? You can look it up. Let's okay. just say, like many other popular figures, uh a little bit problematic. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when Notch from Minecraft turned out to be a bit of a piece of shit. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good thing Microsoft swooped in and kind of like, like, we're not going to have your name on the front anymore. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, I uh, this is a long, yeah. long article about this. So I'll check that out later. <laughs> okay. Uh, percentages, though. For Shantae, what are you thinking? It's a matter of if we get an indie is a big part of it. I think <laughs> there's a chance. I just don't know how big that chance is. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the well of, of AAA companies, it's, it's never going to dry up of what characters they can offer. 
Yeah. I, w- I want to say she's probably around Isaac's level in my mind. Yeah, I but... felt like when I said 40, it was a little little too high. So I'm going to, I will say 35. <laughs> I was thinking around 25. <laughs> okay. Funny. We don't normally have this variance between our Smasher Dashes. I mean, our Raider Chances. Yeah. But all right. 30% Raider Shante. Works for me. Hundred percent Wamba. Oh dear. Yeah. Next up, uh, I think the the character I was most surprised of with with the ones that we went for here came from TurboTaxer's list. Bub and Bob from Bubble no, Bobble nice. or Bubble Bobble. Nice. I think also they're in the Bust a Move games, if I remember right. Bubble Bobble, Bust a Move, and Puzzle Bobble. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's two little dragon buddies, or well, I guess depending on the game, it might be two humans. It's, it's the same yes. thing. Which is like, what? Uh, that might be brothers. That might be cousins. I don't remember. One's blue, one's green. And they can blow big bubbles out of their mouths. That's my you know, knowledge. They actually say the same thing about TurboTax and myself. What? That one of you is blue, one of you is green, and that you might be dragons or you might be brothers? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the thing about the bubbles, yeah, also true. No. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Bob and Bob... Uh, third party character, very, very old character, characters, really. Um, I think they're still somewhat active, series-wise. Like, they're not getting a new game every year, but, um... They have... It's not, it's not like they're dormant. They have three on the Switch? Okay. A lot more active than I was thinking. They're, they're, they're around. Uh, I think the problem with them is... This... Even if you're picking like an old legacy third party character, I feel like there's so many other choices I'll go to first before Bub and Bob. Who who owns who owns Bub and Bob? What company is this? Taito. Taito. Mm-hmm. I don't see that company get brought up a lot. Uh, what games do they? Oh, what 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 franchise does Taito have access to here? Uh, oh god, this is a list of every game is starting with their old shit. Can I look and see more no, recent no. shit? Do they have? Oh wait, are they Blaz Blue? Oh, sorry, Bub and Bob. They are. I didn't. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. If we get Taito, it's gonna. It's not gonna be Bub and Bob. I don't think. I think it's very low for these two, because any any category you could kind of go for it. Winning a third party duo character, winning a retro character, winning a Taito character, winning a puzzle game character. I think they get beat out in every category, unless Blaz you specifically want two dinosaurs together. But even then, I don't know how to really do something. Mm-hmm. Do something different with them. Do do something like that's workable. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a totally different subject. But now that you mentioned Blast Blue, Arc System Works. I mean, they have Blast Blue. They have Guilty Gear. They they have uh, Double Dragon. Could be something to consider down the line. But Wait, as does, for Taito, does Taito own Arc System Works, or are they just like publishing these? I don't know. That's a good question. Did t- I, it looks like Arc develops it, and oh, Namco develops Blaz Blue apparently as well, which is weird. That seems like a rights mess. Yeah, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Because publishers include Arc, but also Axis, Taito, P Cube, Capcom, Zen United, H Two Interactive. What the hell am I reading? Um. 
Yeah, I mean, Bub and Bob's chances are very low. I, I, first of all, when, when you're considering a retro character, you're, there's a well of retro Nintendo characters to still pull from. Um, and it depends on, on what route you want to go. You can you can go hardware with this goon, Mini Kangaroo, Napoleon. Uh, there's F-Type. There's uh, Starman, uh, Excite Biker, Mock Rider. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. You can even get a King Hippo or something. That's another character to a richer franchise. Muddy Mole, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> then you get into kind of... Who, uh, like, of the third-party world, like other retro types, there's Frogger, there's uh, several others. So I, I think their chances particularly, I mean, they're they're fairly low. I like the idea of it. I don't yeah. know how it executes. Yeah. I do I do like the idea of it quite a bit. Like, well, probably we like the idea people. of them so much that when we did our Assist Trophy episode where we just came up with a bunch of different skills we would like to make, we both had Bub and Bob on our list. Mm-hmm. Also... <laughs> They're owned by Square Enix. What? Square Enix owns Taito. They're actually oh, in the same headquarter building. <laughs> okay, so their chances just uh, com have completely plummeted. Plummeted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, which Square character do you think is getting in here? There are Bob and Bob. Now that Lara Croft's no longer with Square, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, Lara Croft may not have an owner. Uh, we don't really know what the hell's going on there. Uh, Microsoft it's probably bad. Buy it. I don't. The Crystal Dynamics it's is dead. I think. Well, I think mm -hmm. they're dead. Mm -hmm. Embracer. God, this is such a mess with Embracer. Amazon might own the rights to her since they're making the show. We really don't know. What's interesting is that they're they're making a new Tomb Raider TV show. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Amazon is making a Tomb Raider show. Yeah. Weird. Like what? Yeah. Oh, and it's apparently it's tied into the reboot movies. Apparently, oh. So oh. there's there have been two there have been two movies with um, Alicia Vikander that are based off of the rebooted games from Crystal Dynamics and Square, and now they're making a TV show based off of it. Okay, hmm. I thought it was going to be its own thing. Yeah, apparently they're doing Shadow, and then they're they're turning it into a TV show. What what? There's all sorts of re re revelations today. Okay. Um, yeah. Anywho, uh, two percent, four percent. Let's make it three. Okay. There you go. All right. Our last character. Uh, this one is also going to be coming from Ebit's list because you know we have four people and we need five characters from uh, the Legend of Zelda franchise. Vati. Woof. Woohoo. Here's the policies of Vati. Unique moveset, because he's the wind guy. Here's the things about Vati. It's a Legend of Zelda character. Yep. And we haven't gotten a new one of those since Brawl, and all of our Legend of Zelda characters are Triforce people. So, just from that... <laughs> which is sad, because during the Brawl days, I was a big champion of Vati. Big champion of Vati. It's fallen off. Uh, I would still be super down for it, but Me too. Zelda, God, Zelda is the franchise that has been done the most dirty uh, as as least as far as Ultimate. Prior to Ultimate, I would still say Donkey Kong, but now that we have King K. Rule and Zelda is still 
so limited. It's it's gotten yeah. the worst character representation. Its stages are good, its music is good, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the characters it's like really. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I, I do I appreciate that Sakurai and, and the team went the extra mile to revamp the characters and how they look. I like that Zelda represents a link to the past and a link between worlds and so on and so forth. But the roster itself leaves so much to be desired and yeah. it's with with so many, so many strong choices, like probably upwards of twenty strong choices that this franchise has, they don't go for any of them. I don't know if I'd say 20. <laughs> I do not go for him. Let's see. Over 10. That's not, no, I'll believe 12 or 10. I will absolutely believe 12 or 10. If you're, if you're saying 20, that means you're including the likes of Zant and Groose and other th- such things. It's like, no. <laughs> They're not making it. Even, even if they wanted to promote those games, be like, it's not happening. <laughs> Tingle though, Tingle. Honestly, really maybe like maybe not right now in the t- in the in the current in like the reality of timeline. I don't think Tingle would necessarily happen, but there was definitely a time where Tingle had a very strong shot, and if we weren't just getting Young Link and Toon Link, it could have happened. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But as for Vati now, I mean, he would make my ten plus good choices list because he's a he's a great choice. I yeah. love. I love a mit- I love a wind way a wind sage that turns into a eldritch eyeball monster. Yeah, it's it's a really cool option. Give us something new to play with. Uh, I would love it if Sakurai did pull some wild choices out there, but I even if even if we get a non a Triforce rep, it's probably something for a more recent game. Which Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, Minish Cap. I don't remember if he was in Minish Cap. I think it might have been. Uh, none of those are recent games. It would mm-hmm. be Tears of the Kingdom. It would be Breath of the Wild. It would be Link's Awakening. That would be where you're pulling from if they're picking characters right now. Uh, so there's so it's it's not going to be Vati. I hate to be dismissive of Vati because I like the character, but it's not going to be Vati. <laughs> it it would either it would most likely be, uh, it would most likely be either Impa. Or one of the champions slash yeah. sages from the recent games. Definitely. It would be Unobo. Please, no. Literally <laughs> any of the others but Unobo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. I'll take Agatha before Unobo. Agatha would be that would be pretty cool. It's not gonna happen, but I'm I'm for it. I'm for it happening. <laughs> Uh, it'll be Dompe. It'll be <laughs> But yeah, to, to move on, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say five uh, percent only because I think it's a better chance than Bob and Bob, and I said four percent for them. Um. So, off the top of my list here, off the top of my head here, I have Ganon, Impa, Tingle. Vati, Midna, Skull Kid. I'm gonna toss Raru in there. Hestu, Daruk, Mifa, Sidon, Riju, Bros. Just possibilities. You said all of the sages and all the. Okay, we'll we'll count that in. Sure. Um, so yeah, Riju, Brosa, Teba, I guess. 
Rivali, I Poor guess. Teba. Linkle, Poor Teba. The Guardian. I know. Uh, the Guardian. The Guardian. The Guardian. Oh. From, from Age of Calamity. Oh, the no. The little one. No, no not Terrico. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Uh, a Lionel. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Um, We're going past the line of possibility here. Uncle Uncle Rupi. Definitely not. <laughs> I, I'm also gonna have to say I'm, I'm gonna guess say no on Hestu. Uh, I know your argument for Rauru, and I I'll allow that one to pass. But I, I know Hestu is playable in Age of Calamity. But I don't think Hestu is gonna make the the list of possibilities. I don't think that's happening. Imagine the final smash. Oh my gosh. Um, we know that's what it would be. We know that mm -hmm. we know that's at minimum a victory animation. Mm -hmm. The little dance mm -hmm. at absolute minimum. That <laughs> Yeah. Time to get into the episode for, for Hestu. We're gonna build the moveset for him today. Um honestly, honestly don't honestly. Be I'm, I'm I'm considering it. I honestly am. Honest. Listen, if we, if we can do if we can do nonsense like Poochie and Ninja Breadman and Orbulon, why we, not? We could do Hestu easily after that. Oh fuck me! <laughs> fuck what, me, Hestu. What what's your rating for Vati? Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I agree with you. Um, 5%. Okay. 5%. He's not, he's just not, rele he's not relevant anymore. Um, yeah. Period. There was a time when he was, you know, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Ganon on appearances, and it's just not here anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, Smasher Dash time. So, uh, like I said, we have we had our four people. They all sent us a list of five characters each. And we pulled from that same list for both our Rates of Chances and our Smash Dash choices. So this first matchup is going to be between Flame Zone's choice and Kelly Jelly's choice. And so this is going to be, um, from Flame Zone, Lindis of Fire Emblem the Binding Blade. No, I'm sorry, Blazing Blade. I always get those mixed up. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, Roy is the fire. So I always think Blazing, like, no, he's actually the one with Binding. It makes no sense to me. Uh, but against Lynn, it's going to be Kelly Jelly's choice, Noah, from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh my gosh. Both of these are characters that we have made movesets for previously on this podcast. We made Lynn in what? Season 1, Season 2. And then Noah we did last season with Kelly on the on the show. We, we, we made Lynn with Eric. We That's Lynn right. Eric. I forgot. Yeah. We actually had Eric on to make the Lynn moveset. So both of these mm -hmm. ones are the guests that made movesets for with us. That's that's fun, actually. Yep. That's fun. Yep. The second matchup will not be like that. But uh, nope. let her know. We got two sword fighters here. Uh, one of them technically has two swords. I guess they both technically have two swords. Between, like, the soul caddy, the manny caddy, and then Noah with his... Uh, um, what, what's it called? His, his regular sword that has a name. And then the... <laughs> Lucky seven. Lucky seven. Thank you. And then the first one is basically just like, it's like a a material blade or something. I forget. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, Lynn for a quick second, though? <clears throat> yeah, um, Lynn is for for many Western gamers. She's the who played Fire Emblem, the Blazing Blade, when it came out to the, to the West. Uh, she's she is the first Lord character, the first main character. 
that they came across, myself included. The, the first Fire Emblem game I played was Fire Emblem 7. She's the first Lord that I interacted with. Um, and for that reason, she's very popular and, and beloved over here and, and constantly tracks pretty well in the Choose Your Legends polls and so on and so forth. She, she's a popular Fire Emblem choice and one that would veer pretty differently from the other characters. Yes, she has a sword, but as you mentioned, the Soul Kati and the Mount Kati, they are katana-like blades, and she's a fairly swift, almost like ninja-y character. In the I would have she's said able to samurai-y. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's true, too. Um, kind of like a samurai swordplay, but with, with the movement of a, of a ninja, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and she wields a pretty hefty bow as well, so she comes in from that angle, too, and she's, she's fairly adept at the bow. Um, I believe she has a legendary weapon that's a bow as well. I can't Mula recall. It's... Yes, it was that. Yes. Thank you, Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> um, so she she wields a big ass bow. She has the katana like blade. She moves around pretty quickly. Her critical hits are very different from Marth or Ike's or whoever's. Um, yeah, there you go. And like Ike, she's a character that you know, at least not from the onset of the story, has has royal blood. You know, she, it's it's not obvious. It's right. something that comes along. Race is a commoner, more or less, in the uh, Sakaian Plains. Yes, yep. Uh, meanwhile, okay. her opponent is Noah, uh, who wields usually wields the Veiled Sword, uh, but he keeps Lucky Seven a... Uh, I guess you could also kind of call it a katana of swords. I don't know if it technically is. I am not an authority on swords. Boy, are they cool, though. Um, that he keeps sheathed inside of his normal sword, which that he only pulls out uh, against when, when necessary, which he largely uses to cut down uh, the giant Mobius opponents or to destroy the flame clocks that are keeping soldiers uh, more or less enslaved, really. That's pretty much what they're doing. Uh, sadly, uh, not in time for Mwamba. Um, rest in peace. Our uh, prologue huh. character who dies right away. No. Spoilers! No! Yep, he's no, immediately Wamba, dead. No. That's right. No, I'm the number one fan, Wamba. Anyway. Yep. Uh, and you know, he, he's very typical with a sword fighter. He plays uh, <laughs> similarly to both Shulk and to Rex with his basic attacks. He's got a back attack. Um, he's got a spinning attack. Um he honestly, in terms of like just like just his sword attacks, if you don't take Lucky Seven into account, he might be the most generic out of the three of them. I kind of feel like because at least you know Shulk has like the Monado arts and Rex has Anchor Shot. Noah doesn't really have any of that, but what he does have is the ability to change his class in City Blade Chronicles Three, based off of both classes of his uh, other five teammates and the various other heroes that he can encounter in the game. So he can, so for Smash, they could pull Vast from that. When we made our move set for him on the show, all three of us uh, took from that concept a bit, and we kind of meld our ideas together. Um, the The idea that I personally liked had using was I had him more using uh, arts from uh, the Agnian character since he's the Kavesi, and when it comes to the um, uh, when it comes to the combat system where you can like use two arts at the same time, it has to be a Kavesi art and an Agnian art. You can't use two Kavesi or two Agnian arts at once. So that's kind of like why well, I pulled that in there. Uh, and then he also has the Ouroboros form that he can form with Mio, which is 
obviously Final Smash material. It's either doing that or it's him just using the Lucky Seven Sword to do a giant screen swipe. <laughs> e either one of those so, is oh, going to oh. be. Uh, but as far as his story is concerned, you know, he is a soldier uh, forced into an endless war, essentially, uh, where where characters can either die on the battlefield where they fall into dust or when they reach their homecoming, which is when they have lived for 10 years, they go back to their country as basically like as a celebrated warrior and get, how do I put this? Also return the dust. And then spoilers, spoilers are here. They get reborn at some later point in some other place as a fresh soldier where they are H where they're a child. Once again, um, younger than they were when they died, uh, and they go through the same thing. The memories wiped everything. But um, in the beginning of the story, Noah's team and a team from uh, the from the other country in the war meet up. Uh, they learn that there's new threats that aren't just them. And that, hey, uh, we got to team up and save the world, guys. Let's go. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing opening to the game. It, yeah. it starts out so dark. And it's like, okay. Wow, after Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and how that opened up, it's, it's such a tonal it's, shift. It's, it's very much a cold open compared to Xenoblade 2. Xenoblade 2 has... It, it'd be like... It would be like if Xenoblade Chronicles 2 opened up... Again, spoilers for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It'd be like if Xenoblade Chronicles 2 started with the moment Jen kills you. If that was yep. the first scene. that That's that's like what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is. Mm -hmm. Or spoilers yep. for Xenoblade Chronicles 1. It'd be like if they started that game... The battle where Fiora gets gets killed. It's yep. the same shit. It's like, oh my god, what are you yep. doing to me? Shit. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I liked what we did for Noah and and Smash up in the Smash Utopia. Um, I wonder if that's what they would go for in Smash itself, or if they would focus more on just his Kavesi and Agnian arcs that he has to himself. But but then again. Then again, you are forced to class change at a certain point in Xenoblade 3. So it kind of becomes... They do, yeah. but sometimes mm -hmm. simpler is better. Especially mm -hmm. when you take into the fact that... Like, like, a lot of times with us, we like to say, go very fancy stuff, and we say we don't care about technical limitations. Mm -hmm. We don't give a shit about it. Like, Ross Rudex is very much, we don't care about technical limitations for that project. But... Mm -hmm. um, and like, but for like rates or chances, we kind of have to keep some of that in mind. For this, this is purely our wish list, so we don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. uh, so sure, if we theoretically, he has every class. He doesn't theoretically, but the other the other thing for like can smash would be like, would they go for that or would they go for Mio? It's true. Mio yeah, is no more immediately Mio. unique. Very uh, very true to the game. Having Noah have to clash with Mio for this. Yeah. <laughs> it would absolutely be one of the two. It's not going to be anybody else. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not Console J. Not anybody. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not Console J. Fuck Console J. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Whiny bastard. Um. And then on the other hand, you have Lynn. Um. She would be unique in a sea of Fire Emblem characters that are not unique to each other. Yep. You have your Marth, you have Ike, Robin, Byleth, Thorin. They're 
at the very least, the credit you can give them is they're fairly different from each other. And then you have the ones that people complain about. Oh, and also Corbin and Byler, they're also complaining about for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very much a fractured roster with, even though there's so many choices, they just could have done better, as we've said before, like with Zelda. Um, we, we kind of repeat those points on the, on the show, but with her, I mean, she, again, yeah, she has Ryan flesh, um, balance the bow on the ground and shoot the arrow. Uh, shoot multiple arrows if you want to. She can engage in different skills. We have Astra and Vantage um, as her like skill-based moves for her side and down special. And uh, her final smash is her critical hit from Fire Emblem 7. Uh, yeah, I mean... Lots you, of you kinda, Yeah. You 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 kind of see what you get with her from from the onset. Whereas Noah, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, he can do every class. He has this and that. She's simpler than that. You know, uh, just depends on what you want to go for. A more more Eastern either, take on a firearm. Either way, no. we're adding in an anime sword fighter. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> I will say, if Noah were making it in. Just as Noah is, you know, just with sword-based moves, absolutely, I would vote win. Yeah, no question. Yeah. But because we're we're tossing it in there, like, oh yeah, of course we're gonna have the class change in there. That makes it harder. It makes it significantly harder. Um, yeah, and at this point, I have a lean, but you know, let's the conversation go a little longer. What are you thinking? Uh, I have a lean as well. Um. I think we've covered what each character can do. I mean, unless I we want to list up every single class for Noah. No, um, I, I don't think it's necessary. But um, you know, we we uh, we're incorporating Mio's ring things, whatever those yeah. are called. I forget. Like, like I, I guess um, I'll go over like what classes I think uh, they would be more likely to choose because okay. i don't because obviously like some of them are just not going to happen like we're not going to go with uh in cursor or lost vanguard they're not going to pull from that for noah but i think i think what they could potentially do for i think all of his i think all of his um uh his immediate teammates i think they're all up on the board as possibilities mio's zephyr uni's medic gunner tyon's technician lanza's heavy guard and senna's ogre i think those are all uh possible um, I think Mio and Uni and Lance's classes, I think, have a higher chance than Tyon and Senna. But I could also mm -hmm. see them going with Ethel's, Ethel's Flash Fencer class, since that's the first one that you get uh, from a hero. And she's also okay. uh, a character that Noah is connected to. I could see that being a thing. Uh, I could, similarly, I could see Zeon uh, and his Guardian Commander. Uh... Past that, I honestly don't know which ones are more. I actually no, martial artist. I think has a pretty strong shot because, as you know from Xenoblade Chronicles Three: Future Redeemed, the prequel story, uh, Matthew, the main character in that game, is Noah's. Uh, God, it's complicated. Technically, he's Noah's descendant, but a different version of Noah. Uh, and Matthew yeah. is uh, a martial artist, and in, in fact, his martial artist techniques that are eventually passed on the line in the city that Gondor learns and uses in, in the main story of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And it's Gondor's martial artist class that Noah and the rest of his team pick up. So technically, 
and mar martial artists would make a lot of thematic sense for that for that as well. Uh, and then looking at the other options, I think that's it. I think it's just those. Yeah. Like the beacons of Gondor, why don't you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I yeah, that's that's a good little uh, retrospective and and showcasing some of what Noah could do um, outside of just his sword. So, coolio. Yeah. That being said, where's yep. Aline? Who wants to start with that? All I I heard that being said, there's a lean, because you were cutting out bad there. <clears throat> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was looking at you, and your screen for me was like you cut in five different places. So I kind of assumed I was hitting lag. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh okay, yeah, I think we're get, we're good again. Um, storm tonight too, but we're 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 gonna. Yep, yep, yep. I should close these tabs off. I'm like looking at the Smashtopia wiki while talk. Let's do that. Okay, hopefully close Chrome entirely. Because <laughs> Chrome is real okay. bad for memory. All right, so I think we both know where we're. What was that? I was saying, if you have Chrome up, close it because it's bad for memory. Like all your Chrome tabs, Definitely. close them all. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like I use it, but it's bad for memory. But uh, I, I do have a mm -hmm. lean between Lynn and I, Noah. Okay, I think. Me too. I think we may have the same lean. I don't know. Do you want to share yours first, or? Okay, I'll do that. You know, I'll break the break the Mwambin ice here. I uh, see you lagging. Let's see. There we go. Okay, I think we're back. Do I just need to keep back. moving okay. so you can tell? Goes too. Yeah, it kind of, kind of, sort of. Okay, so we're we're good. We're good. Um, my vote goes for Mwamba's friend Noah. Really interesting. Uh, how how much of that is uh, because we have a lot of Fire Emblem characters already? When when you introduce, oh man! But Noah with a class change option, um, you know it, it it's more unique more unique okay i think you were saying it comes down to noah's ability to that they could pull from different classes and make something less sorty with for him yes okay oh boy oh boy <laughs> like i just all of a sudden started seeing you go like in fast forward it's like the audio is not matching because you're it's doing this and watch your audio is coming at normal speed once I could hear you again. It's like your your video was catching up. It's like, oh yeah. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but that was the crux of it. Um your picture looks normal again. So yes, um Noah 
with a class change ability is more unique than Lynn. Um, as much as I do like Lynn, and I think she's a better Fire Emblem option, there are also still other Fire Emblem options that are as good or perhaps better than her. Noah. Echolier. Probably, you know, he, he's one. <laughs> what? <laughs> do, do, I need, do, you need, do you need an Alir shirt? To match my Mwamba one? Yeah. I mean, I did put a... Hey, I put a Leer in Mario Kart. You didn't put Mwamba in Mario Kart. Case closed. I... How, how horrible. <laughs> how, how sad. Um, I, think I, I think I put Mio in Mario Kart. I think I you did, and I put Noah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I put either of them. I might just put Shulk. Should have done Mwamba. Um, yeah, that's, that's the whole of it, though. What about you? Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Lynn here. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna make another tie happen here. Uh, I'll admit, a lot of this is because, well, yes, we have a lot of Fire Emblem characters. A lot of my pick for Lynn is, we don't have anybody that fits a samurai-like, uh, style yet in Smash, which is kind of sure. surprising. There are options, of course. Jin Sakai, uh, being one of the biggest possibilities. Takamaru being up there as well. Uh... But Lin also fits that bill. Give her the sword, but also give let her be samurai with it, with insanely fast dashes. Yeah. Uh, but also give her her bow uh, as a ranged option. Uh, you can even do something that, you know, most bow characters in Smash, which is pretty much the links and the pits. Uh, mm -hmm. All the links are just straight shots with their bows. Pit, he can curve his arrow, but it's kind of weird. Uh, whereas Lin, like, okay, maybe it's made for Lin mix it up. She can actually angle her bow before she fires, and then it still fires in a straight line, not a weird, funky, curvy arrow like what Link and Dark Pit do. Yeah. Still another way to mix it up, or even to have it be like have it be a, a uh, like a down special. She jumps up and she shoots down at the ground. Make it be yeah. something different like that too. Bows don't have to be on the neutral special. Very true. Very well, true. Whereas Noah, there is the different classes, but I, I, I do still feel like Noah is going to be a simple character, very basic. Um, part, like even, even, even in terms of fantasy, I still think he's going to be largely pulling from the sword fighter class. And if I'm picking between sword fighters, I mean, Lin's just more interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to stick to my gun here, but you make a great argument. Um, I think this will be a popular tiebreaker. Yep. Uh, so that means, uh, much like with last episode and several in the past, the viewers, it's up to you. Send us your votes between Lindis of Fire Emblem The Blazing Blade and Noah of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Which one of these two characters would you rather see become a playable character in Super Smash Brothers? Uh, yep. When we have, we will tally up the votes and we will reveal them when we do our next uh, Smash Dash episode. Which, speaking of... We kind of forgot to do this. Yeah, we kind of, kind of forgot to mention it. We had a tie in the last episode. Wow, back-to-back -back ties. Goddamn. Uh, between Meowskarada of Pokemon Generation 9, Scarlet and Violet, and Adol Kristen of the East series. Uh, Jono, do you have the votes? I do. Right here in my hand. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh... By a vote of 15 total votes that we oh. have tallied today, 
Yeah, not sorry. I, I, I thought it was going to be 15 or something. He's like, what? We lost him again. Not quite. Not there he quite. is. We, we lost you. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. I noticed. I noticed. Because it just froze on your face. You're like... To be fair, <laughs> I did have that reaction for a few seconds. Yep. Okay, so... <clears throat> From a total vote of 15 tallied. 8 to 7. A difference of 1. Wow. That made the winner... The our winner is, and this may surprise some, Sadal Kristen. Okay. Uh the protagonist of the E series uh has defeated the Magic Cat, uh grass starter of Scarlet and Violet. So we will be seeing Adol in the uh tournament yeah. champions at the end of the season. How maybe who knows how far he'll make it then? I don't. And we don't even know who his other opponents are gonna be besides. Further than SpongeBob, Andy. perhaps we'll have to find out. I don't remember how far Spongebob made it, but I would hope that he would beat Spongebob. Just in terms of like a straight-up matchup. Sponge, Spongebob arms it. around too, so we'll see. Okay, well, who knows? The matchups are randomized for that episode, so we will see. Alright, and our next matchup contains a, a character from TurboTaxer and one from Ebit. So, first of all, from TurboTaxer, we've got another uh, classic third-party choice from him. Bomberman of the Bomberman games. Technically, this is Bomberman White, because there are multiple characters called Bomberman. Um, and Bomberman being one of them. Yeah, it, it's just Bomberman for short, but there's a lot of Bombermans, so, you know. Uh, meanwhile, up against them, a, uh, a very classic and expected <laughs> choice uh, from Evit, Lip from Panel de Pan. <laughs> Uh, also known as the Puzzle League series, or as uh, America may know it, um, Tetris Attack, and Pokemon Puzzle League, and other games that got uh, relocalized to not be about little magical girl fairies. Yep. Because Americans yep. don't like girly stuff, apparently. <laughs> Strangely enough. I mean, we did get some really great... Um re-scans essentially with with yoshi's cook not cookie tetris attack. Uh, tetris attack that's right i couldn't remember because it has nothing to do with tetris um tetris attack kirby's avalanche and dr robotnik's mean bean machine all also great in their own right i thought mean bean machine was a puyo puyo skin game. oh yeah crap got a little ahead of myself there you're right i mean and avalanche too for that matter I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, Tetris Attack was the only reskin. I was thinking way too ambitiously. That's that's another character entirely. That's Arl. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bomberman is. I feel one of many characters that Trevor likes. It's 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 a um, series that has been a part of his life for a long time. Uh, we've played it since we were for basically as long as I can remember. I think he had Bomberman Hero or sixty four on the N sixty four when we were kids. Um, he definitely had Bomberman DS. He had Bomberman on the Super Nintendo. So he's been playing it for a long time. <clears throat> um, and I mean, I, I think the interesting thing between these two characters is um, the the personal connection that they both have to it. But Lip is like, I think might be Eva's number one. I mean, could it, correct me. Very well, might be. So yeah, we're um, 
pitting up a character Trevor likes versus like the character Jake likes and would love to have in Smash probably more than anything besides maybe Gino. Um, I, I know, I think, I know one of our guests had Gino on their list. I can't remember who it was. Might have been Jake. Um, the, the, yeah. pro, the problem is like so, some of the lists were just like, uh, okay, we've already done this character and this character, so we'll mm-hmm. choose between these other ones. Yeah. Which made these, it a little um, bit difficult for some, but. These uh, these two characters, though, I mean, they're both, uh, they also both have something else in common called, like, what do you do with them? <laughs> right? There's, yeah. They're, they're both fairly simple. Bomberman does have other abilities with, like, different types of bombs he can use outside of the norm. Um, and you see that again, like in the aforementioned hero, the adventure games, and also Bomberman R, R and R2 are very liberal with the types of bombs you can use and types of power-ups you can use. So there are more options that he has under his sleeves than, you know, you, you may initially surmise. Lip, though, makes you wonder, outside of lipstick, what can she do? Hmm. I mean, uh, first thing I'll say about Bomberman is that if I'm designing him, I'll probably make all his special moves be bombs. Just have them be bombs that that operate in a variety of different ways, because mm-hmm. that is the core of the character. It's in his fucking yeah. name, Bomberman. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. I just want to focus on there. But nothing stops him from being able to punch, kick, headbutt, the typical stuff. You can absolutely do any of that. Lip, though, as you mentioned, yeah, shit's it's a lot um, more difficult to pull from lip source material because. Uh, Pen on the Pawn, or Tetris Attack, Puzzle League, however you want to call it, it is a puzzle game. Pure and simple. You you have a double-sided cursor that you move down blocks, and then when you press the button, it swaps the position of those two blocks, and you're trying to get uh, three or more blocks of the same type in a row together so that they will disappear, and try and like, make sure that the blocks don't reach the top of your screen while your opponents can send junk blocks over to your side and just really screw you up. So what can you really do? do with that uh there's really there's really not much in that regard um like i have i have a whole little synopsis or as much as i can for the character in the game and lip is known as the flower fairy so there's multiple different fairies in family upon each have their own little domain uh, or what you want to call it and lip is as a special associated with flowers which is why she has the flower rod or flower wand or lips stick as it's called in smash uh, that she can that in the in the Smash games, you know, you hit an opponent with it, and a flower will start to grow on their head, and it does constant damage to them, not unlike a poison set effect in a um, RPG. Uh, but Liv is also defined as being a cheerful fairy with a powerful sense of justice, a uh, little t- bit tomboyish. Uh, the fan translation calls uh, her the fairy of flowers, and it calls, calls her weapon the flower rod. Uh, but then in Panade Pan. Uh, where am I seeing? Yeah, each fairy possesses magic as well. Uh, it's not intended to hurt anybody. Instead, this magic is used to maintain the peace of the fairies and animals' world. Uh, Lip is a cheerful and spirited young girl who, unfortunately, is really bad at using her magic. She's just not good. Well, that means that, like, I, I now I don't know if that means that, like it screws up, it does different things, or just like kind of like how Ashley in Warrior Words, like. That's not what I was supposed to do. Uh-oh, not again, giant plant. Or if it's more just like her spells don't take effect. Not really sure. Doesn't really go into detail there. Uh, but it says she's not very good at her magic, so she, which is why she has the wand. 
Uh, other fairies don't need one. She, but she needs to focus her power, I guess. Uh, but then one day, monsters appeared, and they started wrecking havoc. Uh, and they were able to bully the fairies and um, subdue them. They were even able to charm the fairies uh, with an evil spell, which forced them to fight against each other, even though they're supposed to be best friends. Lip was the only fairy unaffected for whatever reason. I don't know if she just escaped or if she was just immune to it. And she had to defeat each of her friends in a uh, in a puzzle match in order to free them of the blame watching, which is, you know, <laughs> if you know Tetris Tech for yeah. Super Nintendo, similar deal. Kamek casts a spell against all of Yoshi's friends to make them start fighting, and Yoshi has to go from island to island, uh, freeing his friends from the brainwashing, which I say his friends, but it includes things such as Hookbill the Koopa, which is not one of Yoshi's friends, so I don't know why Hookbill <laughs> is there. Same with Raphael the Raven. <laughs> they're not friends. They're they're nope. not friends. Yeah. But uh Yeah. Uh but then <laughs> but then the other fairies uh are like for wind, ice, nature, jewel, water, fire, sea, moon. Uh those are the other fairy types. So theoretically, they could give uh lip some like some basic flower and plant magic. And then you could <laughs> either go all in on that, or you could say pull pull a ness. And be like, oh, the other fairies tossed them lip their abilities. So yeah. Lip can do something with water, fire, the moon. <clears throat> or uh, you could do an attack where she waves her wand and uh, blocks from uh, from pound upon spawn. Yeah. And they'll get tossed through the air or like they'll fall straight down. I kind of imagine that could easily be her. Like, imagine her down smash is uh, a big junk block. Falls straight down to crush an opponent. Yeah. Or the up or the up smash similarly, uh several different blocks jut out from the ground as if they were appearing super quickly, because that can happen pin upon you can speed up the game and cause the blocks to appear faster so you have more to play with. And let me just do that. And the side spells so she just throws a couple blocks forwards. Easy to mm -hmm. do. And then uh, make your yeah. specials focus on flower magic and maybe some of the other magics. Some folks have even, um, you know, used the garbage block as a, like a keep away tree, villager's tree move for a down special I'm seeing on Smash boards. I can see it. Um, or like the, they have the quick swap, like the actual like swapping block mechanic oh. as a side where they have the cursor go over whip and then you can take her if it was, I'm like, like that. That's like clever. That. That's clever. Um, I like that. Yeah. And some people, you know, they, they have, like, a giant flower spotting from the earth for an up special to, to bring her up some ways. Or uh, this person, I'm going to reference their username here, Anonymous on Smashboards. They they mentioned their moveset for Lip. Um, there's this creature called the Watabo. That's a round, fluffy cotton creature. So not something that you haven't seen, like Totoro, I guess, like a yeah, tradition. Uh, I'm thinking of two things here. Um, I can't remember its name. Uh, the, the main monster... In Dragon Warrior Monsters One and Two, which is like the Guardian Monster of the two different towns, and then also Wadapon from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like Google Wadapon, W-A-T-A-P-O-N, and then I'm trying to find uh, trying to find the Dragon Quest monster. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's similar. It's, I, from, I remember. Yeah, yeah, similar to to Wadapon. Um, they're they're inferring that oh hey um, they can lift lip up and like a free form up special so there's there's stuff from the lore of the world that you can do too so there there's actually 
So you pose the question, what can she do? It's not obvious. The game isn't obvious. But we, you kind of gave a nice stressor between you and Anonymous. There's, there's a lot to go from, go off of. So, say the name that? of say the name of the creature again for me. Uh, Watabo, W A T A B O U. That's the name <laughs> of the guy from Dragon Quest from Dragon Warrior Monsters. That's the guy that brings you into the world because the Gillings are technically wow. an isekai. Uh, apparently they got renamed to Fluffy in a later game, which is, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. But yeah, Wadabo, and then in Dragon, Quest, Dragon Warrior Monster 2, uh, a different monster, <laughs> Warubo, which is uh, a different town. It's kind of like the rival of the first game's town. Weird and interesting. And they're kind of filled a similar, similar description here. Um, but yeah, this fluffy creary creature can, can help her out. Nice! So there's there's a lot going there. Bomberman also, I mean, the list of bombs here, he has bombs that interact in a similar way to a standard bomb, but are, th that, but like, work with the environment differently. Like, you can throw a rubber bomb that bounces multiple times, or there's remote bombs and mine bombs, like, so Bomberman's basically Snake in those instances. Um, Snake Echo? Bomb. Yeah, there you go. There's um he can pump his bomb up like in Mario Party Five and make it super big and well, that's like a final smash waiting to happen. Dig Dug Echo. Yeah. Uh, then he also has different types of bombs: the standard bomb, ice bomb, wind bomb, water bomb, lightning bomb, nav arm bomb. Which what the fuck? But looking it up, it means it's an it's an earth like a rock bomb. Uh, a light magic bomb and a gravity bomb, like a black hole comes from the bomb. Uh, Nav arm sprays lava. Yeah, so it's, so it's napalm. It's a napalm bomb. Uh, oh mm -hmm. yeah, it says right here. Napalm bombs may have been renamed nav arm bombs in English out of sensitivity due to, you know, stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh my god, there's so many more bombs than just that too. Jesus. Uh, um, of course, his bombs also explode in like a cross shape. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little different than the normal. Um, there's... God, there's something like 30 bombs written down here. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot of different bombs. He has animal friends, too. Notably, Louis the Kangaroo. Okay. He's a friend of him. You can lift him up into the air and shit. Uh, he's also a, a profound skater, apparently. He can skate around on the stage. He can roll, roll bombs, lob bombs, hop into the air from a bomb exploding. That's what I think the crux of his moveset would end up being. Um... And it's a little surprising still that, you know, a character with this high of a profile, you know, the face of Hudson Soft, later, you know, another Konami character, but the face of Hudson Soft all the same, uh, longtime friends of Nintendo, gets in as an assist and then not as a playable. I could have seen him as a playable from the start. Um, I, I think way. it's generally considered that um, Bomberman is like the biggest Hudson Soft character, unless mm -hmm. there's things I don't know. Or remember our Hudson games? Him and Master Higgins, basically. Uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm look, trying to look up a list now. Uh, yeah, Bomberman, it's a bunch of a bunch of old old things from the '80s and '90s. Bonk's Adventure, everybody. Yep. Uh, yeah, TurboGrafx-16. Shout out. Great system. Oh <laughs> shit! The E series. Yeah. 
Never mind. It's a doll versus Bomberman. But a doll is um, developed by Nihon Falcon. It was well, on the Turbo Graphics. Oh, maybe maybe they just helped to publish one of them or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looking at it, uh, Bomberman is definitely like their biggest franchise for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then others like East and Wonder Boy, those are uh, Nihon, Falcom, and Sega, respectively. So there's, there's, but yeah, they they have Bomberman, they have Master Higgins from uh, Adventure Island, they have Monk. Basically. And then they did a few of the Mario spinoffs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it looks like if we ever get a Hudson Huff character, it's Bomberman or Bust. Easily. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's the Turbo Graphics app on NSO? Edit sidebar. Uh, ask the Wii Virtual Console. That's why I'm saying it. They were on the Wii, and it was great. <laughs> All that said, uh, yeah. Bomberman or Bus for Hudson. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lip is a first-party Nintendo character. Woo! We don't got to worry about rights here, probably. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, sometimes some of the older stuff, it turns out to be a rights nightmare that you don't realize is a rights nightmare. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that would be the case with Lip. I mean, they did put Panel Day Pod on Nintendo Switch Online, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting to note because they put it they put the original Japanese version on the English Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a few other games that originally released in Japan only that they added mm-hmm. to uh, America's Nintendo Switch Online. Some that they didn't. Uh, the original Fire Emblem was released for like a month and then they pulled it. It's like. Why? Why are we doing timed releases of this stuff? This is stupid. Come on. Uh, it's not translated though, unfortunately. I really wish it was. Like, come on. There's not like there's a lot of text in that game to translate. Jesus. But um, so it's not like they forgot about it, and they're clearly. Yeah, it's not. It's not like they're trying to hide it from American audiences. Mm-hmm. Just trying to hide what all the words mean. <laughs> I mean, and I, I think what Lip's biggest um, biggest negative <clears throat> is for her isn't the fact that there's hard to pull things from her because we've seen Sakurai work some magic before, uh, and the internet has clearly shown mm-hmm. capable of making things work. Uh, it's just the fact that there's a lot of really good um, retro characters. There's there's Lip. There's the Balloon Fighter. There's Fighter Hayabusa or Starman from Pro Wrestling. There's the generic sportsman from the collection of Nintendo uh, <laughs> sports games like baseball and that ice hockey. Great, actually. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the Devil in Tamagon from Devil World. Um, there's <laughs> Goku from Yuyuki. There's Donbei and Hikari from Shinonigashima. Gashima. Uh, got a, they got a reboot, re- not a reboot, they got a remake recently, but Ayumi Tachibana from uh, Famicom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Club. There's a there's yeah. a lot of good retro games, and I like the idea of retro characters. I love it because I don't. Well, yes, it makes sense to add like big name Nintendo characters. Like, like here, here's some huge icons that people know. I like the idea of showing attention to older stuff, things that haven't had an eye on them in ages, uh, but they still have their fans, like Duck Hunt. While people people talk shit about the dog and they always will and you know, fair enough. Duck Hunt is a game that was a big thing for the NES. 
to representing that yeah. is fantastic, and I'm really glad they did it. Definitely. Uh, but there's just there's just such a, a wide variety of possible retro characters. I mean, we did a Mock Raider episode in our last episode, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say Lip is towards the top of the of the retro characters I would like to see. Um, not just because Jake wants her so badly, but um, the the design is interesting, and we've we've said that she can pull from like plant magic, and she's from she's a puzzler. So these are all you know they're all pluses. They're all unique to her. Yeah, um, would make her an interesting fighter. So it goes. Far beyond the the lipstick, which I mean could be converted into just her weapon. And... I mean, you don't even have to. You don't even have to, yeah. because mm -hmm. Samus. Yeah, true. The screw attack item and screw attack Samus is not special. Who fucking cares? Nobody gives yep. a shit. Yep. You can have the the moon stick and all the other sticks too. Anyway, <laughs> or no, she's the only one that has a wand. That's right. Yeah, um, I think. Anyway. Yeah, so so you have two characters. Lip can actually do a lot more than you, than you would think. What what where they would go with the character canonically in, in Smash, I don't know. Like it, it's it's such a wash because you would have to be very uh, very uh, very liberal with how you apply yourself to the moveset because so much of it has to be pulled from thin air. Yeah, but it can be done. It can be done. Bomberman, he has a multitude, t tens and tens and tens of different bombs to choose from. Um, so there's there's options here, but it would be very focused. The move set would be bomb. So it's pretty much what do you want? Yeah, you do you want flower fairy from Puzzle World or do you want bomb? <laughs> Essentially, um, <clears throat> then you factor in perhaps the characters' legacies as well, if that matters to you, or whatever, whatever it may be that that makes you lean one way or the other. What do you got? Sorry, I'm uh, I'm looking something up here, because uh, there is another penalty pawn game where mm -hmm. they basically seem to have like the same characters, but they're all different characters. So instead of Lip, there is Feral, but she has a design that's very similar to Lip, and also has a flower wand. So I'm trying to see like is like theoretically they could um, pull things from her as well. If there's anything unique that she has to her or from that game, and I just don't know because the wiki, unfortunately, for an old game like this. There's just not much information to go with. Right. But, but both these characters... The interesting is that both these characters, they're both... it. They're both puzzle game characters. Bomberman has, you know, a little bit more than puzzles. But Lip is strictly puzzles. Uh, very... not Technically not Tetris, but it's Tetris-ish. Yep. Falling block. Yeah. And we have a more nebulous concept of flowers and nature... And then a character that is bomb. Yep. Which yep. not to say bomb in a negative light, because we said like there are multiple different types of bombs that you can use them in multiple ways. Like there's just setting a bomb in place so then it explodes for a few seconds later. There's rolling bomb because around. There's lobbing a bomb. You could do any of these things. Uh it's possible that who possibly, here's a thought, four different bombs for a special, so that means his up special wouldn't be a recovery in this uh scenario unless there's a bomb that could like shoot him up i don't fucking know but what if each type of bomb is not only a different bomb but you could choose when using it set lob roll yeah there's all that'd be a lot of mind games 
for a character yeah. to be able to do. Definitely. Um, and honestly, I was disappointed. I was happy, but disappointed that he was in Sistrophian Ultimate. I'm like, you, you could have totally, totally could have made a character out of it. I, I think we were all shocked. It was like, what? Wait, mm-hmm. a third-party character who's not a level playable kick from the franchise is in a Sistrophian in Smash? Holy shit. Like, obviously, we later got Shovel Knight, but Bomberman was the first one of those that we got. I think they yeah. might have been revealed in the same video, but Bomberman was revealed first, and we were all just like, oh my god. We are breaking barriers once again. Mm-hmm. Ultimate did a lot of that. Pretty it much did. the only one they left, they left uncovered was, was fourth parties. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, characters that haven't appeared on a Nintendo platform. That is still yes. true, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a little cute with how they represent that. Yeah. Like with Cloud and Joker, but yeah. Yeah. Up to, up to that point, anyway. Chain of, Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, and uh, Persona Q2. Mm-hmm. Persona 5 Royal did come out on the Switch later, but that wasn't for much later. Yeah, and Final Fantasy Seven as well. Oh, yeah. True. That said, Final Fantasy as a franchise did start out on Nintendo, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm still... All those years later, kind of reeling from Cloud being revealed. Okay. But what are we going to do here between these two? Also, they got cute with Sora. Well, I guess, again, because we've changed members, we kind of already covered that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking of how the Kingdom Hearts series, the main games, didn't appear until later. Yep. Um, and I, they appeared in poor fashion in Cloud mode. Like, oh my gosh. Bad. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say with scares. I think we've explored what they could possibly do, what they could bring to Smash. Agreed. Uh, how they could function. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think either of these could easily work. I do have my lean. Me too. All right. Um, I agree. <clears throat> either could easily work they they both represent kind of puzzly arcadey experiences which i like because i like exploring unexplored genres like i would love a puzzle character i'd love a beat-em-up character i'd love a visual novel character because these are characters that have been unexplored in their genre yet um an fps character outside of metro prime yeah yeah um so on and so forth i i love filling in those archetypes because if smash is a celebration of gaming it makes sense so from that perspective these two are great. They're both great options. It's actually harder to decide in my mind which is the one I would prefer than I thought it would be. Um, I will say one is a much more considerable gaming icon. The other is a first party. The other is a first party, and they come in with interesting traits that make them one of my more favorite retro choices from Nintendo. So they are both in about equal contention for me, but um, I'll say my lean, my vote really is Bomberman. Okay, uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, I'm gonna go with Lip. I'm gonna okay. go with Lip. Uh, part a large part of it is the retro aspect. I, I as I mentioned, I like the idea of retro characters. Uh, which Lip certainly fills the bill for. She's also a strictly puzzle gaming character. Uh, 
the fact that she got replaced in the very next scene by somebody that's almost identical to her, it's kind of an Ado Adelaine situation in Kirby, if you think about mm -hmm. it. But Lip is the iconic one. Lip's the one people know. Uh, the other character was her, it's like, it's a sequel, but it's, it's it's like one part of the Nintendo puzzle collection alongside another Yoshi puzzle game and another Kirby puzzle game. So it's kind of like, right. it's just kind of there existing. Um mm -hmm. But I, li I like the idea of Lip being this flower fairy. She's kind of, not technically a magical girl, but kind of on that spectrum. And you can be really creative with flower flower, and maybe a touch of oh, nature-based yeah, yeah. magic. I mean, there is strictly a nature fairy, but flower, nature, <laughs> these are in the same fucking realm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, come on. It's who the cares. But uh, I, I like the idea of Lip a lot as a fighter. Get get yeah. a get a little magic character. Get a fairy in here. Sure, why not? It sounds fun to me. I like it. Mm -hmm. We have two tiebreakers in this, from this episode. Fuck. Quite a tiebreaker heavy season so far. Fuck. <laughs> I can't say I dislike it. We're gonna have to roll on roll down the hatches. Ask all of our friends and ask you, the viewer, as well. To help us out here so we have a couple weeks before the next episode goes up we're going to be tallying uh probably through the first week of january being realistic because we're going to be releasing this on the 30th of december and then we have to record it before the two-week period goes so yeah so we'll likely yeah. record around that period that first week of january so get us your thoughts on bomberman versus slip noah versus lynn uh you can do it in a variety of ways you can email us at supercastbrothers at yahoo.com because we did have a Gmail account that I forgot the password to. Um, you can also email me at my uh, work address, jfromrider at gmail.com. We'll have all that info on the YouTube channel, um, as well as you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. However you want to get to us, Discord, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are many channels. Do so. Do so. My stream. I'll, I'll, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Zantok, you can hit his Twitch stream every Saturday and Sunday, I think, right? Yep. Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Time. Okay, you can do that. You can also visit my Instagram polls. I'll be running a couple throughout the week. Uh, just visit Jonathan Fromm on Instagram because I can't really guarantee when I'm going to put them up. Also, just to clarify something here, uh, I think the polls can be running a bit longer than the first week of January because that would mean that they get like four days to vote after this episode goes live, and that makes no sure. fucking sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Episodes... Episode types were released uh, six weeks uh, in between. Uh, so this one's going up on the on December 30th. The next Smash It episode will be going up um, February 10th. So late January is likely when we'll be recording this. Maybe mid at the soonest. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Had, had to make sure we got that out there because it was like, uh, that gives them four days to vote. And that can tell you, we're definitely not recording in the first week of January. Not that episode. We'll probably be recording a different one. Yeah, I was getting ahead of myself. I forgot that On Topic since Mastopia has existed. You did. <laughs> but yeah, we next Master Dash is not due until February 10th. So get us your votes before the end of January. Yep. Cheers. Wow, All right. I can't believe it. 
I'm assuming right. you, I'm assuming you were saying you can't believe we did two ties in one episode. Yep. He's dying again. Lovely. I think this has happened uh, once or twice in the past. Not last. I don't think we had any ties at all in season four. If we did, it was like one. But to be fair, we also had a lot of guest episodes for Smasher Dash's uh, last season. Uh, which kind of plays into that. I don't think we have as many guests playing for Smash Dashers this year. Uh, it kind of just depends. Like, we, we pick a guest based on, like, hey, uh, do the characters we're talking about here, do the, does the sound hood have a guest here? Yes? Cool. Let's see if we need somebody. No? Eh. We don't need it. But, uh, yeah. Two in one. Oh, boy. I, I don't know what people are going to do, but we'll see. I mean, I guess I have... Honestly, I know I have no idea where the boat will go. It could go either way for any of these matchups. Uh, that said, though, uh, we're at the end of this episode. Next episode, it's an on... Actually, no. Technically, next episode isn't an on topic. <gasps> what? No, it's uh, part two of our roster redux project. Uh, in the first roster redux episode, we covered what if Smash Brothers started on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. So we're flubbing with the timeline a bit. Uh, we had EBIT on as we all came up with a list of eight different characters that we think should be on the roster. And then we had to collaborate and combine a roster until we had a total list of eight. But now, next episode, which is actually going to be going up in a week. So, uh, a lot faster than the usual two-week cycle for the roster reduxes. They're kind of on an off-cycle deal. Uh, we've got a different guest on where we'll be adding some more characters onto the roster. Uh, with a Smash Bros. game that releases on the Super Nintendo. So what characters, uh, there will be new characters available then. Hey, the Donkey Kong franchise, uh, we have Donkey Kong Country now. Kirby exists now. So maybe those will get some representation. Hmm, maybe, we'll see. Uh, so you'll be able to watch that. And then uh, our normally scheduled episode after that would be our On Topic, uh, where we'll be discussing All-Star Mode. Uh, previously we discussed, I think we've already discussed both oh. classic and adventure modes already in previous episodes. So now it's all-star modes time. The other big single-player mode that's typically in Smash. Uh, it's kind of absent in Ultimate. It's kind of present. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about, like, our thoughts of, uh, what all-star mode has given us in the past for Smash and also what we might like to see it do in another game, if we want to see it back at all. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Cheerio. Remember, Azurda is always with you. Until he's not. And so is Mamba. Until it's right Bernard. Here. <laughs> all right. See you all next time. Bye, everyone.